Are you moving your business to Office 365? Working in the cloud can make your life a lot easier. But getting help, well, that's another story. And that's why you should call AppRiver. They've got the most experienced support team in the business. You'll get free U.S.-based support from folks who care about helping you and actually know how. If you're going with Office 365, go with AppRiver. Try AppRiver services free for 30 days. Visit appriver.com slash rebound. One more time, appriver.com slash rebound. And we lost Dan. Did we ever really have Dan? <laughs> Does anybody ever really have Dan? Does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> it's, is it podcasting time? <laughs> it's podcasting time. It seems like maybe it's not since we don't have Dan anymore. Well, is the show any worse off without him? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say I say yes. <laughs> or I also say yes. I, I was giving you opportunity to say no. <laughs> You're tra- trying to trick me. Was a, was uh, I just a... know that Dan is going to hear all this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, as do I. Far be it for me. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I know what side. I know, I know what side my bread's buttered on. Uh, well, we could we could um, talk about technology. How's your uh, How's your iPhone ten treating you? <laughs> I don't want to have one. I think you, I think you know that. I do know that. I think you're you're just being cruel at this point. I uh, actually, you know, let's ask a question that um, is that Dan tech-ish. Can answer. Oh, yeah, that Dan cannot answer. Um, I was quoted in a BuzzFeed article that came out over the weekend about podcasters. Now, John, I believe you are more a podcast host than listener. <laughs> that is that is fair. That is that is fair. Yes. When you do listen, on those rare occasions when you listen to this drivel you put out into the world, do you listen at uh, 1x or faster? I, I have always listened at 1x. Interesting. Yeah. So this uh, uh, reported BuzzFeed was talking about podfasters, and, which is her term, not mine. Can't mm-hmm. take any credit. And she wanted to know from me, uh, does it affect ads? And I was like, it's funny that you're asking me this because I listen to my podcast fast, somewhere between 1.5 and, and 1.8x. She said that I... Quoted me is only listening at one point eight x, but that's not really true. Um, the the fun thing for me is Dan will be back by the way. But when I listen fast to podcasts with theme songs, I learn their theme songs the fast way. So if I go oh. to see the show live, or if I'm <laughs> happening to play it in some other thing, I'm like like more than once I've been at a live comedy bang bang, and I'm like something's wrong, guys. The playback is wrong on the theme song, and it's like the fact that's happened more than once is just a reflection on the fact that I'm very stupid. But it's like I know the theme song as much higher tempo than it actually mm, is and that's sure that's funny to me. but no it does not affect ads because people who listen faster are more likely to listen to the whole ad so chew on that hmm. all right then but you listen at normal speeds yes all and i don't very, i don't i don't judge anybody that listens faster i think that's a perfectly acceptable choice to make i just oh, yeah. i find that i find it weird and i don't like i just don't like the experience but i sent you the uh the link in case you want to show note it up i do i definitely do i i find the name um uh kind of annoying but oh um, obnoxious yes yeah i think that podfasters could also be people who take a break from listening to podcasts. that's what i thought it was that's why i found it annoying was i, th- I found i thought that it was this, basically the opposite of mm-hmm. what it was so i think it's a I, I find it to be a misnomer but that's okay i'm just you know i'm just here for it that's all yeah, yeah. unlike dan <laughs> no dan is definitely not here for it <laughs> unbelievable so do you want uh, to you want to talk about your you want to talk about your phone experiences <laughs> a uh, weekend now your phone experience it's, it's still great I'm not gonna lie to you I, I'm getting a lot done with this phone 
Um, it has, as I knew it would, it has messed me up for uh, my iPad, where mm-hmm. I um, you're trying to swipe up, I and... swipe up from the bottom, yeah, and then it's like, hey, there's that's the, pretty, uh... that's pretty catchy. I mean, just playing around with it in the store for a little while, it was like, yeah, okay, this is good. Uh, everybody who has one of these phones is writing about other places they should put Control Center, mm-hmm. and I've seen people saying, and I'm totally on board with this, that when you are in multitasking. Uh, and you swipe up to trigger that, that it could be the rightmost thing, um, like it is on the iPad Pro. Oh, sure, yeah. And I've seen folks who say, well, that means it'll take longer to get to because you have to swipe up and hold. You have to trigger multitasking, which we've discussed on the previous episode. There are multiple ways to do, and none of them are super awesome. Uh, But it's still reachable, (laughs) where it is currently not. Not reachable at all. I'm supportive of anything that lets me get to it more easily. Yeah. It's something that I, I use. I mean, on my phone, I use it frequently and yeah. and one and one handed. Um, like like I well, what are you doing? Okay, with the other I know hand? you're. I know, I know. But like last night, I was uh underneath the deck getting wood to make a fire, and um, I had to say the last part really quickly. Um, and uh, you know, I'm holding the the bag that I carry the wood in, and I can't see under there because there's no light under there. So I want to swipe up, so I pull my phone out and swipe swipe up to turn the flashlight on and i would not be yeah. able to do that on that other phone on your phone yeah no you would not because it's my phone so keep your freaking hand <laughs> off. that's part of, that's only part of the problem <laughs> yeah i um now the flashlight being on the lock screen solves the one problem you just described but oh, okay it's all the, the it's it's like is that, me, is that a, a lot 10 of only thing or is that um, have i missed that and i and 10, oh. 10 only 10 yeah, only 10 only they okay. did that exactly for this purpose okay. i think but the flashlight's right there on the lock screen, because which I feel like is a total admission. Yeah. By the way, this position sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's solvable. I I think that they have only ever intended this gesture as a stopgap. I think that they thought that people would be confused if like you could swipe up from the corner and it would trigger control center, but you swipe up from the bottom and it goes home. I th- I feel like it's that. I feel like that's the situation we're in. Do you think there's? Do you think there's another gap. shoe? There's another shoe drop in here. Like I, I think in a in a in a not too distant iOS update, there's going to be some other way to trigger control center. That's my yeah. guess. I have no evidence of okay. this, but that's my guess. Interesting. By the way, Dan Warren told us about 17 minutes ago that all he had to do was restart his computer. <laughs> he also said it was a good story. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> it better be a damn good one. <laughs> <laughs> better be a damn good one. Oh yeah, there we go. <sighs> How's uh, how's your old phone? Is it still plodding along on iOS 11? Oh, you know what I did? The one thing I did not discuss on on this podcast, but uh, we uh, discussed on Twitter, is um, I was having trouble charging it. Um, I was Ooh, connecting it to lots of different firewire, you know, or firewire. <laughs> See, that was part of my problem. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this why won't this go in? Uh, lightning cables, and uh, I seem to be getting better results, slightly better results from Apple cables than other cables. And then finally, a, a lot of them were just like, but it was like it would depend on the position, and I would flip it over, and, and all these different things. And a lot of times, I would wake up in the morning after having it plugged in all night, and it would be dead. And um, I was thinking that my lightning port was going because it's a, you know, it's a year and a half old and maybe it's just too old now. And, uh, I was also getting that this, you know, this device may not be supported message. I have not seen the tweets, but I already have a guess that it is lint related. It is, it is definitely lint related. Yes. Yes. Okay, so, I, so I, I looked at, I like Googled it first because then I did not use Google. I duck, duck, goat it. Um, they really need another um ducked it i guess that doesn't sound right yeah. either but um anyway you ducked up i lo- i looked it up on duckduckgo and that was the first <laughs> suggestion was like 
um, rooting around in there for lint. And so I powered it down. Same thing I do with my belly button. And that's exactly right. Every time you try, you know, stick a lightning connector in your belly button and you get that, um, you know, may not work with this device message. Uh, yeah. So I got a toothpick and I stuck it in there and I pulled out like four like little wads of lint. Um, and uh, sure enough, right after that, everything works, works perfectly. Uh, so, are you impressed that I knew the answer without having to Google for it or DuckDuckGo for it? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, Thank mildly you. impressed. No, that's, that's you should all never be more than mildly impressed. Oh, with yeah. oh well, my we're God, not impressed. That is reboot time. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, are you running off an LC today? <laughs> it takes a lot longer when you also have to reboot a cable modem. Oh boy! So that went down hard right there. I thought oh it was boy. so. I just you know the story behind the beginning of that was so I was on the call with you guys and I was like, oh, can you hear me? Right as Lex started doing the first pre-read. And I was like, oh, they clearly cannot hear. And then everything died on the entire <laughs> computer, like all the error messages. I was like, what is happening? And I thought it was because this morning I would gotten an email reminding me that, as you might recall from a couple months ago, crash plans like, oh, we're not going to be doing personal user stuff anymore. Oh, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, right. I should check out Backblaze. So I went and installed Backblaze and I was like started, you know, installed it and was like playing around with it. And was like, all right, well, this seems good, but I don't want to back up this computer, the iMac. I really want to back up my Mac mini because that's where most of the files are. And so I was like, I'll just pause it and come back to it later. And apparently it unpaused right around the time we started the show. And I thought mm. that was what was doing it. And I kept clicking the pause again button and it just it, nothing was happening. So I was like uninstalling the app because that was literally the only way to get it to stop. <laughs> but then the whole network went down. So I have no freaking clue if that was what was causing it or not. Hmm. Wow. So good times. Yeah, that was fun. Well, my problem was caused by lint. So yeah, I got that. Uh, do you check. think there's lint in my cable you modem? Should check, or... You should check for lint in your cable modem. Do you That's keep your cable modem idea. in your pocket a lot? I do. I pay. I <laughs> In and out just all the time. So I, I'm giving up internet problems for Lint. <laughs> it's my no. favorite brand of chocolate. This week's episode brought to you by. <laughs> uh, I have two picks that I've been excited to share with you guys. Oh, are we doing picks <laughs> already? Man, you you missed a lot of this show, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You missed like a half an hour, apparently. Listen, since Dan is back, I feel like it's only appropriate that I first do uh, another piece of business, and then we'll talk to Dan. Uh, guys, the single router Wi-Fi model just doesn't work <laughs> for our increasingly high bandwidth world. What Dan needs That's and right. what you it's need, repeated. dear listener, is a distributed system, Eero. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, such as it should work, Eero has the power to seamlessly blanket your home in fast, reliable Wi-Fi via Ethernet, wireless, or any combination thereof. Simply set Eero on a flat surface or plug it into a wall outlet to expand coverage into any room. Not to mention, with the addition of a third 5 gigahertz radio, the second generation Eero is now tri-band and twice as fast as its predecessor, which lets customers do more in every room of their home simultaneously. And with the addition of a new thread radio, Eero can now connect to low power devices such as locks, doorbells, and other sensors. Meanwhile, Eero Beacon is half the size, but it's even more powerful than the original Eero. Whichever model you choose, with Eero's incredible customer support, you can call and get a hold of a Wi-Fi expert within 30 seconds. They sent me an Eero setup. I set up the whole thing, and I'll tell you, it was stressful to me in my head before I took it out of the box. It was like, I've got this airport-based thing happening here, and it's time for me to move on. Like, I have had Wi-Fi problems. I've complained about them on the show in the past. And I was like, I'm going to unplug everything. I'm going to have a new network name. I'm going to have to reconnect all my devices. It was totally worth it. The internet here is robust and full, like my smile. And it has been, it's, it's been a revelation. We'll call it that. For free overnight shipping to the United States or Canada, 
and my phone. For free overnight shipping to the U.S. or Canada, visit Eero.com. Select overnight as the shipping option and enter rebound at checkout. That's Eero.com. Offer code rebound at checkout. That Dan would probably fix my problems. <laughs> Dan. Listen, I, the nice thing about the rebound, guys, is that you can do picks at any time. You guys think that you have to save picks for the end. That's not true. You can do the picks at any time. Have you ever been on this show, Lex? No. Have you guys, I, think have it's, you, have I think you, it's flying in the face of uh, convention, but, you know, whatever. Ha, have you played Flip Flop Solitaire yet? I have played yes. Flip Flop Solitaire. Yes, as a matter of fact, I, I, I have. I hate it, and I don't mean to say I hate it, because I, I like Zach, and I like his, his other games, but I'm really bad at it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I, quite... I went from really bad to really good at it. It took it took a little while, but all of a sudden it clicked in my brain, and now I, I would say I, I win single there suit 100% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says it says when you set it up that it's like 99% of the boards are solvable. Yeah. Uh, and I keep thinking, like, I'm that guy who keeps getting that one percent. Right. Yeah, I've, yeah. Only, I've only tried a couple, but uh, yeah, true. I was definitely in that camp. <laughs> it just gets more like I. I was like, I played the one suit version, and I was like, this, all right, I get it. I get how this works. Great. I've played a lot of solitaire before. Let's just jump right to four suits. And I was like, Nah, I can't solve anything. So I went oh, back no, to two. I, I, I cannot handle hard. multiple suits. I can pretty much only handle single suit. Oh, Every well, time I try okay. multiple suits, I'm failing. Yeah. There you go. So. I, I've I've raised the different degree of difficulty on myself already because I've been playing two suits. Don't do that. There well, you, go. you know, Lex, you, we have to admit that you look great in two suits. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I, I could feel it coming. My other pick is: Have you guys played? Oh, by the way, that game is Flip Flop Solitaire. It's in the yeah. App Store wherever fine apps are sold. Uh, have you guys played HQ yet? I feel like it's right up Dan Moore's Yeah, God, I've tried it. I no. find so much of it irritating. Um, <laughs> Dan the, doesn't like games. Yeah, it's true. Um, I love trivia, but playing a trivia game that is basically on somebody else's schedule is really irritating. And the fact I have never once listened to there's like a guy who comes on and talks. Yes. I've never listened to him. I've had it on mute every single oh, time. Oh, I think you would actually like it more if you listened to him because they have a couple rotating hosts, it appears. Um, and the main guy is kind of funny. Like, Re- it can be annoying really? if you just want to get to the trivia, but sometimes he's I, kind of funny. I, I just, and I, I, at the same time, I am also super, like, head-scratching about how they make the money that they give out as prizes because it seems weird. I would actually like to help them with that, but I currently do not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I think it's this is this is what we're talking about here. It's, yeah. it's 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 for the people HQ who made fun. live trivia. Exactly, it's a live game show that's on tw- sometimes twice a day, sometimes once a day, where you're competing against the whole world who is logged in. The most recent I was on last night. I think it was a five thousand dollar prize pool for about eighty five thousand players. Um, but it happens what it happens, and is this a soft you, ad read? Is that what this is? No, <laughs> you keep answering questions until you get them wrong. And How far have you gotten, Lex? <laughs> I got to are 10. We, are 10 we doing advertorials now? <laughs> no, I just liked it. It's, it's, just, it's That's what picks are, by the way. But it's it's fun. <laughs> no, no, I think no. An advertorial is isn't an advertorial where you disguise it. It's a, you're getting you're getting paid for it. I'm getting paid a ton for this. No, I'm not. In fact, no, it's, it's what... actually a terrible idea. There's more people more people to compete against yeah really uh this is bad news for me but no it's fun if you like trivia it's fun but dan i think it's more fun with the audio every once in a while i'll turn the audio off because sometimes it does annoy me and then it's like it's not as fun Hmm. Mm. Mm. dan's Uh, unconvinced well i guess the show i'm not convinced yet i'll try again at some point (laughs) 
but I feel like it's Will maybe you? just an exercise in frustration. Like this uh, show. Like this show. <laughs> All right. I have a question for you guys, because this has been making the rounds in some of the communities I've been in in the last day or so. Um, have you... So... All right. Twitter. We haven't really talked about the awful, like, mm. the, the character raising thing and all that crap. Um, but I know several people who are trying to, like, you know, it's another another attempt to get some other social media platform to happen. Oh, uh, which is Which is always uh, kind of, I feel like a fool's errand. Like, it, it means well, right? Like, the right. idea that we can start over, we can burn everything down, and we can apply what we've learned from Twitter's biggest problems. Uh, to fix things yeah that nazis and harassment being Mm -hmm. probably their biggest problem and harassing nazis and and just not enough characters nazis who are harassing not harassing nazis is great nazis who are (laughs) harassing if we could just make the nazi nazis (laughs) harass the other now nazis i really feel like we could solve some problems here like put them in a room together so i signed up for an account on mastodon oh my god have been looking at that a little bit um, I don't understand. I thought Mastodon was a um, distributed sort of thing. It, it is, but they have like one central instance, essentially, which is like, and I think that's the biggest impediment to this right now is that it's confusing for people who are coming from Twitter. Like, you know, Twitter's got millions upon millions of people in it, right? Most of those people are All not, of them are Nazis. <laughs> all of them, disappointingly, are Nazis. Um many but those of you know the percentage the small non-nazi percentage you know not all of them are technically savvy people and i think that's the biggest impediment is like twitter is a it is a it is a i don't want to say phenomenon but like it's it is a part of life now you know and i feel like most people are not ready to jump to something i mean app.net had this problem too like in theory they had many things better going for them uh but you know at the end of the day the only thing that matters is where the people are. Right. So, Boy, the fir- I'm not, I don't have a lot of hope for this, but... <laughs> the first few links from Mastodon are not the actual thing that you want. Yeah, I had not heard about it until just now, but I, I have been a little bit off social media recently. I've been reading way fewer tweets, thanks to Dan Morin. Have you considered trying Mastodon? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. The I, volume's I, much lower. I'm not gonna. I tr- I tried, I tried a couple of these things, right? I tried Screw app.net. you, Mastodon. And I tried a couple others, and they don't catch on, right? I, no, I they, will join really once don't. there is critical mass. And since and that's that will the never happen, is that I won't if, join. If, yeah, if everybody does that, nothing ever gets fixed. Oh, I so, get I mean, the problem. Well, so here's the question, then. Like, you're both, you know, frequent Twitter users. We all compl- It's like the weather. No, Everybody complains about it, but nobody yeah. does anything about it. Right. You know, at I, what point do you draw the line and say... I am done with this bullshit because I have it's, considered it. It's so I have considered it quite seriously recently. So my my reality is that I get a lot of joy out of it. I and sometimes I think I get too much joy out of it, which is why I've been trying to curb my usage overall. But my timeline is largely Nazi free. <laughs> Moltz and Morin are the only two. No, the oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the only two Nazis uh, you follow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I mean. I was just playing Secret Hitler that one time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I understand why people are unhappy with Twitter. I don't understand why people who are unhappy with Twitter stay on Twitter. I'm much like, <laughs> I just got 280 characters and I hate that because now I have to do my own math to make sure I don't go over 140 because <laughs> I'm right. a curious, goddammit. But no, I mean, 
I think they do have a, a tough situation ahead of them. It's they don't want to have to police everything. It's the same thing. Like YouTube has Nazi videos on it, and we shit on YouTube less because how are they supposed to handle the millions of hours of videos that get uploaded every day? How are they supposed to vet it all to see if it's appropriate or not? And the answer is they don't. They wait for people to tell them something's bad and they take it down. Where Twitter is falling down is people are telling them stuff is bad and they're not taking it down. Well, moreover, they're actively going out of their way, it seems like, to, you know, <laughs> the the whole verification kerfuffle that came up over the weekend where yeah. it's like, we're, we're going to verify Nazis. Wait, wait, that was not some sort of like approval thing like <laughs> you act as though we've given them some big like check mark that looks like we're approving that behavior <laughs> that's not what we intended at all um yeah see i feel like they just have they made a pr move that has been good in the last five years no 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 they haven't they're they're terrible at that and it's not to say i dislike the platform or you know the idea behind it but they really their point of either their ignorance or incompetence you know whatever it is it starts to look willful at a while you know after a while and i think that's the problem they're dealing right now incompetence there you go thank you thank you john did i ever tell you guys about the time i pissed off jack dorsey i i mean apparently you're in a not very exclusive club (laughs) (laughs) so what did you do Do you remember your particular story? (laughs) A thousand years ago, uh, Barack Obama was the president of the United States. That's fake news. And I was invited to the White House (laughs) to attend the first ever. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, I remember. And um, so the idea was you would apply online and they would randomly pick some people who would go attend this thing. And I was one of the people selected to go to the White House. So I, you have to pass a Secret Service screening, which somehow I did. And then you go to the White House. Definitely. They know you like, we know you. <laughs> it was about, two, they've seen the tweets. It was like maybe a, a week or so after uh, the president had announced the death of Osama bin Laden from the East Room. And then we were in the East Room. And there's signs everywhere saying like, no photos. And then they saw there were a bunch of Twitter people. We all had our phones. You're like, oh, okay, you guys can take photos. So we were taking photos of everything. It was great. And... The president comes out, shakes my hand, nice man, and uh, good guy, you should meet him sometime. But he uh, <laughs> he gets up on stage, and Jack's going to be interviewing him with questions submitted by Twitter. Jack has an earpiece in. There is a Twitter staff directly behind the, the stage upon which he and the president are seated. You can't see the Twitter staff, but they are fielding questions, both from us in the, the audience and from Twitter at large. And... So Jack will read a question. A user, you know, I love pants 69 asks, what do you think about Israel or whatever the hell it is? And the president answers. Jack, as soon as the question is over, is like, now this other user, so-and-so, whatever, wants to ask you this thing. So the president finishes. We're done. He says goodbye. We go over to the old executive office building where we sit down with Jack and some other people from the president's staff and all the people who had been invited to attend. So maybe 25 people total. And we're going around there, but everybody gets to ask Jack a question. And you get to ask the White House staff a question. He gets to me, and I'm like, so since this wasn't journalism, what was it? And he's like, I was there. I worked at Macworld. I wasn't invited as part of Macworld, but I felt like I was there with Macworld. I wanted to expense my gas. And so I still drove a gas car then. And so um, I did not expense. Can't do that but anymore. So he's like, what are, you, uh, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you ask zero follow-up questions. In fact, you weren't even really listening to the president's answers because the whole time you had somebody in your ear telling you what other question you should ask next. Like you could not pay attention because you had somebody talking to you and you were learning the question and memorizing whatever else so you could ask the next thing. Um, and you you literally did not respond to a single thing he said. You didn't call him on anything. So that's not that's not really journalism. It's it's something else. It's it's still interesting, but it was different. 
He hated that question so much. <laughs> that, that Lex has not been allowed back on Twitter he, since that. He day. literally asked if he could leave, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you're here for this thing. You stay. He was so mad. It was great. Uh, I haven't spoken to Jack since, uh, or before, but also since. Has anybody? He might just be a head in a jar at this point. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Was I in the wrong? I've thought... No, I always no, paint myself as the no, I mean, if it's not purporting to be journalism, that's one thing. But if it is, then yeah, you're totally in the right. He was. They were... Th- yes, yeah, they that's, were that's, was, that's bullshit. It's yeah, nothing it's to do with bullshit. journalism. It's a... It's... At best, you could call it a Q&A. Like... Yes. Right. And... It, it's, it's like one of those citizen town halls, right? But there's no moderator to ask a real... To right, ask exactly. Question. It's... It'd just be like, if, if we did this entire show, it's like, Lex, how awesome are you? <laughs> I'm pretty great, guys. That's great. User Pantlover42 <laughs> wants to know, are you awesomer than, I you know, pick something. You know, if they, if they did a tweet up today. <laughs> they they I did. I cannot imagine the question. It was that rally in Charlottesville. Uh, no, mm, it was, oh, sorry, too soon. God. Whoa, 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 too soon. Oh, man. Uh, Twitter. Awful. Oof. That's what we're all agreeing, right? We're it's gonna awful. get letters. <laughs> you know what I didn't realize? We, both of our ads are relevant today. Both of our mid-roll ads are relevant because we were you got you even made the joke. I didn't know that Indochino was on the show when you did, but Indochino is also sponsoring this episode. Guys, I just this morning at 7:30 in the morning went to the dry cleaner to pick up two suits, both of them Indochino suits, because I'm going on a business trip tomorrow and I need them. Uh, I love how I look in Indochino suits. I love how I look in anything, but especially Indochino suits. I'm a very overconfident man. Indochino <laughs> is making it easy to get a suit made to your exact measurements at a great price. You can choose from hundreds of top quality fabrics and customize all the details, including lapel, jacket lining, monogram, whatever. Indochino has been featured in major publications, including oh, I'm sorry, that's GQ, Forbes, and Fast Company, and it is now the largest made-to-measure menswear company. By the way, great article in GQ this week about uh, Jeff Goldblum. Highly recommended. Uh, here's how you can shop at Indochino. You, you visit a showroom or you shop online at Indochino.com. Pick out a fabric. Choose all the customizations you want. Submit your measurements, which they walk you through how to do. And then place your order and wait for it to arrive in just a few weeks. Right now, our listeners can get any Indochino made-to-measure suit from just $329 during Indochino's massive Black Friday sale when you enter Rebound at checkout at Indochino, Indochino.com or if you mention Rebound at any Indochino showroom. That's up to 60% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code Rebound, or any store, tell them Rebound, for any made-to-measure suit from just $329 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could suit up um so have you guys seen this story going around this morning about the uh the research security researchers who beat face id no so it's a i want to say a vietnamese group of researchers and they've done um they've been known to crack other face id um algorithms and or you know mechanisms before like some of the crappy ones that have been on laptops um up to this point uh, but basically, they claim they found a way to beat it with a basically about $150 worth of a, like a mask they can make for about $150. And what's kind of creepy and weird about it is that it only requires um, some... Like, parts of the face? To, yeah, it only requires some parts of the face because they found out that the <laughs> face ID only really like registers based on some parts of the face. And so it's a combination of like silicon uh printing um uh 3d printed plastic makeup and paper cutouts uh and so 
do, do they need that's, access that's, to that's your funny, face that's in what person? I'm, I'm made up of. <laughs> uh, yes, John is 90% paper cut out. It's true. <laughs> but to, to, to make the face recreation, do they need the original yes, person's face in person? They do. I mean, so this is, all right, let's do caveats all the way around on this one. A, this is not a security risk per se. Most people are not going to have to be a risk at all for this, right? Because in the same day that, yeah, sure, Touch ID could be broken if somebody could get into your house, lift a print, and turn that <laughs> and into a silicon mold. That's totally fine. Like, um, But yeah, so this isn't a thing that's necessarily going to affect a lot of people, unless you're like somebody who's a really high-profile person that hackers target, in which case, maybe. Um, but yeah, it does require like a few minutes to do like a scan of your face. So the chances of it ever being in the wild are pretty low second of all i'm not really surprised by this in the same way i wasn't surprised by touch id being hacked because people act like security systems like if it's not 100 percent reliable right. you shouldn't use it and the answer is no security systems are 100 percent reliable it does not exist everything can be broken or cracked it's just a matter of where the weakness is you just want something that is harder to break into um but you should see the picture of the mask they constructed <laughs> it's super creepy uh it basically looks like you ever see the movie dark man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i saw, it looks I saw like you that. tweet that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so which yeah, you know it's, yeah it was what i look like so yeah yeah so i, I, take, take, that I take that personally <laughs> you should they're gonna get right into your phone john that doesn't have face id on it <laughs> Yeah, my my non face ID phone. I hate this article. Hackers say they've already broken face ID. I don't really feel like it's they've broken face ID. They've oh, right. Know, whatever. Yeah, it's a head, ignore the headlines. Headlines, you know, always. You know, how headlines go. The comments um, and I mean, the headlines. They've fooled it, right? Like, and that's that. That was going to happen sooner or later. The question is, I mean, I wrote an article when I was still doing work at Popular Science, like a couple years ago. I wrote an article in which I, fa- you know, bypassed a face a facial recognition system with video of myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, nice yeah. hack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the point being, it wasn't hard. You're at a that regular freaking Q. <laughs> <laughs> but like, which one from Star Trek? No, from MI six. <laughs> uh, I, I prefer the Star Trek one. Well, <laughs> uh, but my point is, if you're if you're you know, if, as long as you can't be fooled by a picture of someone or video, I feel like your facial recognition system is probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's still, it, it, I mean, I mean I, this is not news to anybody who's paid any attention at all with face ID, but it is yeah. extremely impressive the more you use it. I finally, um, like, you don't, you just don't think about it. Your phone's just always locked. I do have a question for you. Uh, Dan Morin, if that is your real name, I finally found a pair of sunglasses that I own where Face ID wasn't working, and I was just like, I literally could like lift them up a little bit, and it was like, oh, it's you, and then unlock, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But you know how sometimes do that a hundred times a day, it gets really annoying. There's there's something wrong with your face. For you, this is a lot, but there <laughs> there are these moments where Face ID does not unlock, and it's like, okay, give me your passcode, but. If you swipe up again and it's pointed at your face, it'll be like, oh, okay, I see you. Is there a way to tell it, just use Face ID again without, like, canceling out and swiping up again? Do you know what I mean? I haven't found one for unlocking the phone. If you're in apps that use Face ID, like the same way they used to use Touch ID, there's usually just a button that says try again. Um, But when you're unlocking the phone, I haven't found a way other than canceling. It's weird, right? Because, like, it's it's right there and able to, but it won't even bother looking. It's ignoring that I wonder if part of that is because the... um, do, it fails too many times then you have to enter your passcode anyways right like maybe they're right, trying to avoid situations 
when I've caught it on the first try, that's when it's uh, whatever. But yeah, I okay. don't know. I, I'm We're still, on the same page. I still have some mixed feelings about Face ID even <gasps> after the week. I do. I, I find it fails a lot more than Touch ID for me. Did you retrain? I did. What the fuck's wrong I, with your I, face, bro? I mean, there <laughs> are just right enough situations. There are enough situations I use it in where it's not in the ideal like parameters for Face ID. I have the problem with like so you you said at one point like when you woke up in the morning you take your phone or whatever and you try to unlock it and you said like it got you even though you were like one eye closed or something like that. Yes. We were talking about this last week. I have this trouble all the time, like because it doesn't work in landscape mode. So if I'm lying down and I like pick it up, I have to like sit up partially in bed before it will actually recognize me. <laughs> which seems dumb. I mean, there are times when my wife doesn't recognize me when I wake up and my face is still clear head. <laughs> You're avoiding the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, how so what's, you the hate face ID? There's a, what's the question? The question is, it doesn't work for you. It works for him. <laughs> that's not a question. <laughs> the question is, this does is it not work journalism. For, it, that's a <laughs> the follow-up question. <laughs> I, I no, I I think that there are. I've run into more scenarios where I have to adapt to the phone because the phone wants me to use it in a specific way, rather than with Touch ID, where I felt like it worked. In pretty much the only situation I ever had problems with Touch ID was if I was wearing gloves, and it's like, huh. yep, that's a problem. But you know what? That is like that's to be expected based on the way this system works. Whereas I just feel like the problems based on the way this system works have occurred to me more with Face ID. I had a number of because I got a combination. I mean, I don't, and I don't call them problems because they're they're just like you know, like when my hands are wet or something, you know, like it still exactly. works very well. Okay, um, limitations. But it it certainly does not work all the time. I, my reliability rating was much higher on Touch ID, I feel like. Or at yeah. least it was less visible in terms of when something failed. It was like... And maybe that's in part because things like with Touch ID, you could you could enter multiple fingerprints, right? And so sometimes it was like, oh, that finger's not working. I'll just use a different finger. And it well, use, your, fine. use your other face. Yeah, I use my other face. <laughs> you calling me two-faced? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> my experience and Dan Moore's are not the same. We, John, listen, I know you don't want to, but we're going to need you to get an iPhone 10 because we need a tie break here. And <laughs> you're going to need me to drop 1200 bucks. We need bucks. one more person <laughs> to validate the reliability just, of Face ID. Well, <laughs> just go out and spend $1,200. I want to know if this can be made to work better for me. I want to know how to do that. I just haven't found a good solution because there's not Have a lot of Have you tried a new parts. face? <laughs> bleep fucking blue <laughs> um no that's it's it's actually really bizarre to me it's so much better for me than t- and i like to touch id just fine i had no complaints about it but the the wet finger thing or just like nope i don't recognize your thumb sometimes really used to piss me off but it's my hit rate on my face is very near 100 percent. my hit rate on your face is about yes to i know 100%. i heard it yeah i heard it. it i'm taking the softball <laughs> man uh, I don't. Sometimes <laughs> we need, we need you know, like a Ken Burns like Civil War. <laughs> we need a Civil about, War, John, about Face ID. Uh, I when it works, it works very well. And the times when it seems to get it to the point where I like, I don't even see that intermittent screen where it says Face ID on it. Yeah. Like that's great. You know, when you just swipe up and it works, fantastic. Um, but like, for example, we were driving back down from Vermont this weekend and my girlfriend kept trying to unlock the phone and like, I'm driving. So what happens? She like sticks the phone in my face because <laughs> there's no other way to do this. <laughs> I find that kind of dumb. Yeah. So they haven't, there's no way around that right now. Like if you want, if somebody wants to use your phone, you can tell her where your, your like, passcode yeah, just, is. 
yeah, but my passcode is much longer because I have the security of face ID. And so I, you know, honestly, if somebody else gave me their passcode, I don't want to remember their 20, 20 character passcode. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's supposed yeah. to be hard. I understand. <sighs> anyway, I have a whole bunch of apps that I don't know what they are. <laughs> do you have that problem john are you are you on your own little show over there <laughs> well i don't have to i don't have face you're talking about so iphone 10 what am so I it's like, what <laughs> just pretend that you have one to start my own show <laughs> the iphone se show i do have way too many apps installed yeah i, I hear you how many apps do you guys have I still uh-huh. have so so many from my Macworld days when i was like the de facto iphone app reviewer for a while that's probably too many. If you go to the about screen in your phone, it'll tell you how many. I'm going there. I'm going. And I got a you're, lot. You're not the boss of me. Oh my. I, I, I think I'm going to win, but I don't know. Is I have 333 losing? apps. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You've got me beat. 412. Yeah, I, I oh, just, you psycho. I definitely don't have that many. I never delete anything. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, I can't. Oh, Christ. Where do you go? About? Yeah, the general Settings about. general about. Hang on a second, because I got to... And I have a 256 gigabyte phone too. So, like, what's the yeah, point of ever deleting exactly. anything? I don't know. I yeah, no, never mind. I think I about it every once. I should while. have brought it up. <laughs> Can you? How many do you have? 173. That's not yeah, bad. That's an, that's amateurish. <laughs> See, I knew. I knew someone was. Gonna, I should have known it was going to be Dan. <laughs> I just like. I feel all, like the I've been on the defensive on today. All, I mean, not the home. You know, not the home page, but like the the home screen because I, you know, I got to the point where now I just. Someone suggests something and I add it and then I forget about it. Like I don't, like I don't do anything right. with it. I wish like well, if I if if I add it and then I don't look at it for a week, it should just delete itself. It, it can do that. You know that, right? iOS 11 added the feature where it offloads apps that you don't use frequently. Yes, yeah, I don't yes. like that though. You, <laughs> that's literally exactly what you just said. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I had this come up actually because when I. Uh, I went to use an app that I hadn't used in a, since restoring my phone, and I noticed that even though it was on the home screen, it wasn't on my phone. It had like a little cloud icon next to it, yep. um, like the little mm-hmm. cloud download icon next to it. And so I tapped it to download it, and the reason it turned out it had never been restored to my phone was because that app was no longer in the app store. That's the so thing. Just, See, that's the thing that I'm afraid of is like exactly that's why I don't delete anything. There are very, I mean, there are there are a small number of apps that I got like at the dawn of time um, that I play. You know, mo- they're games, and I play them very rarely, but I always want to be able to go back to them. Um, well, the other, the like other Ram, thing I like RamChamp, and like if some if they stop yeah. developing RamChamp, which they practically have. Um, they updated the, it recently. They did, I know. At least they updated it for um for sixty four bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just well, the, yeah. the thing that worries me about too or worried, but like inconvenience is like there's apps where um I'm just noticing this still since I've had to restore for your like had to migrate my phone was that, you know, it doesn't always save your credentials, for example. You still have to re-log in. And so I hate the idea that, like, oh, yeah, let me just look up that really quick piece of information in that app that I use only every month or two. And then mm-hmm. I open it, and it's like, oh, we deleted that app. Yeah, Not right. only does it have to re-download, but you have to put in all your credentials again. It's yeah. like that turned from, like, the, wait <laughs> do, a second you, while you, I open You do have to do to... that? See, the, the, then, that's, then that's completely insane. Because I would well, never definitely have that. to do if you migrate, right? Like, I had to do oh, that because for you a of my apps. Because you migrated. Well, but, right, but, like... If I just download an app that's been sort of offloaded based on that, I don't know if it stores locally your account information. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I would never... That would I suck. Mean, it would be really yeah, annoying. Completely, yeah. And not so, every app requires that you do that. Like, I mean, I opened up, like, 
you know, Instagram or something. And I felt like I was logged right in on my new phone. But then on TweetBot, I had to go like reauthorize all my accounts. So yeah, I, I had to do that too. It's like, and I thought that, to me, this is the point of why I use the iCloud backup that it's supposed to keep everything. Right. I had to log into everything. There are still apps. I can see how rarely I use an app based on mm-hmm. how much longer I've had the phone when I'm prompted to log into the app for the first time. It's very annoying. Yeah. Speaking of other things like that are annoying, this, this this conversation reminded me of something else that I wanted to complain about. Um, yes, there is, is a uh, there is a song that I like from a from a movie that came out over the summer. Yeah, that song's bullshit. It's Sorry. no, it's really good. Is that, um, is that what I'm old, complaining it's about? It's an old song, and it, um, I'll see if I can do this without naming the, the <laughs> naming names. But um, and I, it was one of those situations where okay, so it's on the soundtrack, but if you but you they will only let you buy the whole soundtrack. Um. And and it's track, not yeah. it's not on Apple Music, oh. so you can't stream it. However, the same song is available from the original album that came out in like 1970 or whatever it was, um, and so you could just go and get that, and that's on Apple Music. So that's what I did. And sure enough, you know, a couple months later, they figured out that everybody was doing this, and so they they pulled that album from Apple Music. Mm. So now the song is not wow. is not available. The only way to get it is to buy the whole album. Or why aren't you identifying the song? Uh, it's it's Mongolia, okay. um, which was on the Baby Driver um, soundtrack. Oh, I thought for a second I had that I had that like Boss Baby Baby Driver collision there. <laughs> it's like John just didn't want to admit seeing <laughs> no, Boss Baby. No, no. <laughs> now there there are other, there are ways around this. <laughs> around this problem and and i was so mad that i used one of those ways but because i would have paid for the damn song i would have bought it if i could just buy the song because i didn't i didn't want the whole album well in theory you could have bought the song during that period while that's the, other well, that's album the thing yeah that's the thing i could have bought it when it was available but then they pulled it so that they can try and get everybody to buy the whole album just like screw you forget it yeah anyway. i wonder if it's on uh amazon music so you, you know you guys uh it's not i looked it's the same situation on Amazon. Wow. I'm sure. I'm well, sure maybe I don't know. It might be streaming. They might be streaming it, but I don't. I didn't check that. But because I, I don't use Amazon Music for streaming, I know. I'm just. I'm trying to figure out if maybe you should <laughs> just switch platforms. That's what you need to do. It's really the only song, way to solve. But there's one song, and then when it's a different song, like two years from now, switch back. Switch again. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll probably be within the free trial window, right? <laughs> I don't think they even have the Baby Driver. I, I can't quite tell if they do. Oh, wait, wait, uh, they have I, like they have like some things. Yeah, is well, yeah. Mouse so the Apple, album? I mean, Apple doesn't have it for streaming either. You can yeah, buy it. Is... You can buy it on Apple and Amazon Music, but you, yeah, have there are the whole, four, you have to buy the whole album. There are four songs from Baby Driver available for streaming on Amazon Music, and they're like on different albums. It's super weird. Easy, Baby Driver, Was He Slow, and Chase Me. So there you go. And those, yeah, some of those are are. Um, soundtrack they're not they're yes, not the, like right. the old songs they're soundtrack songs yeah yeah that's i you felt like the whole point of the streaming was to avoid these problems <laughs> right right i mean what the frick am i paying you 15 dollars a month for yeah seriously yeah what are you doing that for <laughs> and and it's you know and like everybody <laughs> the chris breens of the world were all like streaming oh go everybody like and i'm just like this is exactly the problem that i that i was afraid of nobody wants to rent their music John. yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't you wouldn't download a car i wanted to buy it for in perpetuity and then the world moved on without me yeah most of the time the streaming seems to be better but i do agree that every once in a while i run into that situation where it's like yeah. this, this i just song find is not i just find it streaming. completely i mean the, the, the licensing thing just drives me 
berserk, you know, just these yeah. the shenanigans. Shenanigans also, in general drive me berserk. The thing that, <laughs> the, the thing that I struggle with, because I'm I'm all in on streaming, but like what do I do when my favorite band has a new album out? Or a band that I love has a new album out? Because like they come out and I'm like, well, I, I guess I won't buy it because I am paying $15 a month to yeah, Amazon. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. I've done and this I can as well. listen to it. Yeah. So I don't buy them. Like the Bare Naked That's Ladies the have a new album coming out next week and I, why would I buy it? And they're like, buy it early and you can download three tracks now. I'm like, no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait when I can just stream <laughs> it. Well, here's the question. Do you think that's a generational thing? Like, because do we think... I mean, yes. but I can't imagine that the kids today are, are even <laughs> buying albums. No, the kids, no, the kids today have no idea what they even talk Buy an album. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I mean that's well, why I, I you know, know Hank kept Hank kept using like um like different services just just to get the the free <laughs> introduction, <laughs> and then he finally like ran out of them and I was like okay I'll buy I'll I'll get the family plan for Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. That's a great question about why should you buy Apple. It's the same. I mean, similar to to movies. I feel like all oh, movies still have the advantage of a big window, right? Like in terms of times you can't rent them, mm-hmm. whereas oh, I most you albums. The size of the screen. <laughs> yeah also that's i'm so dumb with this show maybe that's what music maybe that's what music needs bigger speakers um, <laughs> you get you get you buy the album you get bigger speakers <laughs> it's in more there are more sounds there are more instruments if you buy it i don't know they just do really throw the oboe in <laughs> yeah <laughs> superfluous oboe you know i never thought i would like this with the oboe but it really brings it all to life i don't know i mean so there were rumors that like the movie studios are going to start doing things where if you want to watch a movie when it gets released but at home you can pay like they're thinking about charging you like 50 bucks to like watch a movie that comes out in the theaters but at home mm-hmm. yeah and I don't know. I mean, I, I had this conversation the other day with my girlfriend because we were talking about going to the movies and just like, well, you know, if you got like a bunch of people, you know, yeah. I had everybody chip in. It's still way cheaper than like all going to the movies. Right. But at the same time, I do like going to the movies for some things, right? Like I went to Thor the other week. Like that's a fun. It was fun to see it in a movie theater. Uh, I don't know that I would pay $50 for the privilege of sitting on my couch and watching that rather than just waiting three months and watching it either, you know, paying five bucks to rent it or waiting for it to show up on Netflix. If it were the if it were the same price, I'd sit at home. I mean, like, you know, if it, oh, if the sure. math worked out with the number of people, I would sit at home every single time. Sure. Well, I could see the that. The popcorn is much cheaper in my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I still I mean, there are some movies I still like going to a movie theater for, like, as a event. That to me is still entertaining for some movies. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't go that I think much, I would but... I would easily give that up. <laughs> really yeah. interesting <laughs> i don't like other people <laughs> yeah no that's i guess that's true also we'll, I, go to, we'll go to lex's house he's got a theater that's yeah, right. right you're welcome here anytime the a thing that bums me out at movies if you're going to a comedy and the audience isn't laughing because i'll laugh at comedies and if i'm the only one laughing or just me and my group is the only one laughing that makes me uncomfortable like i'm self-conscious enjoying the movie i'd much rather watch it at home where i can laugh Without any concern or hesitation. See, I, I've been to movies where I am one of only a small group of people laughing, and I usually assume, what the fuck is wrong with everybody Yo, else? No, that's here? what I assume, too. <laughs> yes. I feel self-conscious. I feel sad for them. <laughs> How much do you think people laugh at this show? And is it for the right reasons or not? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not. Let's Both. really not ask that question. It's a bad idea. <laughs>
All right, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> With the show forever. This is this is the final. This, this was a real this is a real winner, guys. <laughs> this is fine. Started off, uh, yeah. it started off strong. The yeah, the beginning is a little <laughs> you're going to have to you're going to have to edit the beginning a bit.